In the song, What Christmas Means to Me, by Stevie Wonder, there are the words, Candles burning low, lots of mistletoe, lots of snow and ice everywhere we go. Choir singing carols right outside my door, all these things and more, that's what Christmas means to me, my love. So this morning, the question comes to each of us too. What does Christmas mean to us? Is it about time off work? Is it about the singing of carols? Is it about going to church? Is it about seeing friends and family? Is it about all the lots of tasty food? Or is it about getting lots of presents? Ah yes, that's it. It must be about the presents. There's the funny story of the young boy who runs to his dad, telling him that he no longer wants a bike for Christmas. The dad is slightly confused and asks him why. And the child simply replies, because I have just found the one behind the wardrobe. Or there's the man who goes into the shop. He says to the shop assistant, that train set looks fantastic. I'll take one. The assistant replies, I'm sure that your son will love it, sir. The man pauses for a moment and sighs. Oh yes, I suppose that he would. In that case, you better give me two then. With gifts, of course, comes expectation. The person who receives the gift will start trying perhaps to think of what it may be, might begin to form thoughts of what is inside only to perhaps be disappointed when it turns out to be something completely different. However, we know that there is one gift that has been given that definitely does not fail in its expectations. A gift given that is exactly what the people needed. The right gift at the right time. That gift, of course, is found in the manger. For God gave to us himself that we would be forgiven and that we could live in relationship with him. The perfect gift given in love. The preacher Ray Pritchard says this, This is the heart of Christmas. God loved us enough to send his only begotten son. Think of it this way. He didn't send a committee. He didn't write a book. He didn't send in a substitute. No. When God got ready to save the world, he sent the best that he had. His one and only Son. And in sending to us Jesus, he sent to us himself. This is the stupendous truth of Christmas. Emmanuel God with us. Christmas is not just about presents. Instead, it is about presence. God gave to us his son, the one who was and is Emmanuel, God with us. And so over the past few weeks, we have considered the theme of God with us. We have seen how God was with Zechariah, the skeptic, and with Joseph, the dutiful. 
And so this morning, we take some time to consider God with Mary the Faithful. But how do you react when you are faced with something new? Are you someone who enters into it all guns blazing, without much thought? Are you someone who approaches things with caution? Or are you somebody that would need all the I's to be dotted and all the T's to be crossed before you would even consider it? We all experience transitions in our lives. There are those points where we have to say yes to start something new, not perhaps knowing exactly what the future holds. Mary's faithful yes to what God was asking her to do changed the world for all of us and offers to us a good example to follow. And so as we look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, we read about that announcement that the angel brings to Mary. And perhaps we can see that Mary initially responds with a bit of fear. It's understandable. But she then moves to a place of acceptance. Imagine, though, how it must have felt when that angel appeared to her. We can imagine that Mary was probably just going about doing what she would usually do, then suddenly is greeted unexpectedly with an angel. And not just greeted with an angel, but an angel that says to her, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Just in that moment, that has got to be a slightly scary moment. Just going about doing what you normally do, and then an angel brings to you, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. And so perhaps we can understand why we then read that Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I don't know about you, but I often have that moment when somebody says, can I have a word, or says, I've got something to tell you, that before they've had the chance to tell me, I'm thinking about all the different possibilities of what it might be, but not only the possibilities of what it might be, but how I would respond to the various possibilities it might be. That moment when perhaps you receive news that comes completely out of the blue, News that leaves you perhaps slightly unsettled or worried. That sense of fear when somebody comes and says to you, I've been thinking and. Mary has perhaps that sense of fear about what the angel is going to reveal to her. Her initial fear arising from the shock of the angel showing up, perhaps even out of nowhere. And yet those words, highly favoured or favoured one. We read how Mary is perplexed and ponders what might be meant by this greeting. I believe that often when God calls us into something new, perhaps it can be confusing and often surprising, just as it is here for Mary, because often it might be something that we just never expected. Or perhaps he speaks to us in those moments where we just don't expect it to happen. Just going through our daily lives and then bang, God speaks into that moment. However, Mary's sense of fear is lessened as the angel reveals to her why he is there. 
Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. The angel repeats to her what he has already said. Found favour with God. Perhaps he gives these words in order to help calm Mary or even to underline the importance of it. She has not found favour because of anything that she has done, has not found favour on her own merit. Instead, she is highly favoured because God has chosen her and will reveal his plan through her. Mary was just an ordinary girl, but God chooses to use her in this particular way. I hate to tell each one of you, but each one of us here this morning is ordinary. That's not to say that we don't have talents, we don't have gifts, we don't have things that we're good at. But each one of us here this morning is ordinary. But God can and will use each one of us. Each one of us here this morning is ordinary. We come with our faults, we come with our weaknesses, we come with those things that we're good at. But we are ordinary, but God can and will use each one of us to build up his kingdom. Each of us has things that perhaps we're better at than others, but God has a part for each one of us to play. He chose Mary, just an ordinary girl, but he had a plan for her. And in the same way, he has a plan for each one of us. And so the angel continues the announcement to Mary and outlines exactly how it is that God has chosen to use her. She will give birth to a son whose name will be Jesus and who will be called Son of the Most High whose kingdom will never end. Mary is told of the greatness of the child that is to come. In the announcement to Zechariah, earlier on in Luke chapter 1, John is described as simply being great in the eyes of the Lord. Great in the eyes of the Lord, whereas here, Jesus is simply great. But of course, this raises a question for Mary. She says, how will this be since I am a virgin? It is understandable, perhaps, that as the angel delivers his message to Mary, that she becomes even more surprised and confused. Think about it. First, she has to take in that her baby was to be called Jesus and that he would be God's son. I mean, that is enough to try and get a head round already. But secondly, and perhaps more practically, it didn't make any sense. Because Mary was a virgin, and this is the issue that she chooses to raise with the angel here. Yet the angel explains that it will come through the Holy Spirit and reminds her again that the one to be born will be called the Son of the Most High. The Holy Spirit, who was active in bringing creation itself into being, is the way in which the birth of Jesus would be brought about. The angel, perhaps also to calm some of Mary's fears or try and make sense of the situation, also explains to her how Elizabeth was going to have a child and that she was already in her six months. This provides Mary with a great reminder. For no word from God will ever 
fail. What he says will happen, will happen, even though it may seem unlikely or impossible. For no word from God will ever fail. There's no doubt that as we read Mary's experience here, that she is grappling with this message that the angel has brought to her. Yet the angel shares that in the same way that God is working unexpectedly in Mary's life, so too he is at work in Mary's cousin Elizabeth. And perhaps this adds to the sense of what the amazing thing that God was doing. Elizabeth, who was beyond the age of childbearing, is six months pregnant with child. A reminder that nothing can be impossible to God. The angel's words, for no word from God will ever fail. In those times when God is asking us to do something, even something that seems potentially too big, scary or even impossible, we can hold on to the fact that our God, who is with us, is also the God who can do the impossible. Yet, of course, when we have that sense that God is asking us to do something, it leaves us with a choice. Very simply, yes or no. Yes or no. As the angel brings this message to Mary, that is what she is now faced with. The announcement of good news that the angel brings leaves Mary with a choice. I guess all of us in times when we have to make decisions have, maybe there's three options. There's yes, no, or my personal favourite, maybe. I usually end up going for that one as sometimes I'm no good at saying yes or no. But here we see Mary's response. Claire touched upon it earlier. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She doesn't directly say yes, but she is open and willing to do what God is asking her to do. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She commits and is willing to be part of all that she had been told would happen. Perhaps rather than going with what the world may commonly pray, thy will be changed, Mary responds with, thy will be done. Here we see the faithfulness of Mary, having heard all that the angel had to bring to her. She says, yes, I am the Lord's servant. She was willing and available to do what God was asking her to do. And again, this perhaps raises a question for us this morning. Have we made ourselves available to what God is asking us to do? And if so, are we also willing to do it? Furthermore, are we willing to say yes to God no matter what it is it may cost? Mary said, may your word to me be fulfilled. But it was not going to be easy. We've already touched upon it. She was a virgin, an unmarried woman who was going to have a baby. Imagine what the people might say 
and indeed what Joseph would say. In saying yes to God in these moments, he could be ridiculed or even taunted. Yet Mary responded with acceptance. It can surely be the only right response from anyone who has been called by God. We may try sometimes to hide from what God is asking us to do. We might try and put it on the back burner for a little bit and might say no or or even not yet. But as his servants and his followers, our response, perhaps like Isaiah, can only be, here I am, Lord, send me. We're reminded in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Have you heard God's voice calling to you? Will you go? Will you go and do what it is that he is asking? We can show the same faithfulness as Mary in responding to God's word to us because we know that we are not alone. God is with us. This morning, Are you scared of something that perhaps you feel God is asking you to do? Or even perhaps scared of something that may happen? I don't know what your week will bring or or some things that you may have coming up. Whatever it may be, remember, the Lord is with you. As the angel brought to Mary that exciting yet scary message, Mary responds with, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. For each of us, there comes a time when we must choose between fear and faith. Do we allow fear to prevent us from moving forward into what God is calling us to do? Or will we, like Mary, take the next step in faith, knowing that God is with us and that with God nothing is impossible? this morning and in the days ahead. May we be prepared to be as faithful as Mary in responding to God's word to us. And may we find strength, hope and encouragement in Emmanuel, the knowledge that God is with us. May we find strength, hope and encouragement in Emmanuel, the knowledge that God is with us. Let us pray. Lord, we have seen how Mary was faithful to what you were asking her to do. Help us to be faithful too to what you are asking us to do. May your will and plan be fulfilled in each of us. God of the impossible, God of the endless possibilities, There may be times when we try and put you into a box. Times when we are sure how exactly you will work and in us and in your world. Yet help us to see with Mary's eyes. Help us to believe and trust in your word and your promises to us. 
may we give our lives over to you with trusting hearts, believing that you will do things in and through us that we can't even imagine. Remind us that you make all things possible. So come to us, Lord Jesus. Be born in us today, in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. May the light of your life be kindled in us, and may it lead us to the shining truth of God with us, God for us, and God in us. Amen. Amen.